This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Eight shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello, welcome back to the Masterclass, the Manchester United Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Haydar Rabani. I'm joined by Rob, as always. Guys, before we start, make sure you guys are following at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow on at Haydar underscore Rabani. And give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B. Rob, this comment here sums up how I feel. What a relief. Manchester United was shocking today. Absolutely shocking. They needed a penalty from Cristiano Ronaldo to win that. They needed David De Gea to be an absolute superman in the net. But look, Manchester United have got the 1-0 victory. We are in the Christmas period. A clean sheet, three points much needed. That was that was not good enough. That wasn't Ralph Ball. But there's a lot to dissect today. So how did you feel about that? Because I think a lot of United fans had their hands in their heads thinking, this isn't much different from what we've seen under Oli. Two things to always remember in football. And that's one, that when you play really badly, go and win the game. That's the most important thing in football. Yeah, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You can go home now, get on the bus, back to Manchester, you win 1-0, all is forgiven. But I think on the second side of it is, it shows today how difficult pressing football really is. So, you know, we talk about the press. And Manchester United were good against Crystal Palace in terms of the press. I would say for maybe 35 minutes to 40 minutes of the game in the first half against Palace. Second half, it fell, it fell away a little bit. But that's to be expected when players not doing it in terms of the press every week. And you saw today that United tried to start on the front foot. You know, they were combative in that first five or ten minutes. And then as soon as Norwich worked all that out and thought, right, we'll go a little bit longer. We'll expose you. We'll try and go onto your back line quickly rather than playing through the midfield. Kind of felt like the end of the game. Man United didn't have a clue. So... This shows that you can have the best tactician in the world, or one of them, in someone like Ranić, impressing football. 
it doesn't always work. And one of the things we did say in last week's show is that you're going to see hiccups. Today was a hiccup, but it doesn't matter. You won. You won 1-0. But it was a very, very disappointing display. And I think we saw today, as I said to you off, off camera, it's like the ghost of Christmas past for Manchester United. These are the issues that we've seen through this team for a long time. Issues with intensity, techni- technique, controlling games. And you got to the end of the match. And yeah, what a relief. I think one of the key things, Rob, I mean, we're going to, guys, we're going to talk about each different sort of, uh, you know, the, the fullbacks. We'll talk about the, the back forward, we'll talk about the midfielders, the attacking midfielders, the forwards as well. We're going to break down each of those sections and why it didn't work today. But Rob, when you do have the ability to keep clean sheets, like we've seen with Manchester United, haven't been able to do, it's actually okay to have a poor performance and nick it like they do because Man United have a lot of quality in their side. I'm not saying it's unsustainable, but that's what Manchester United weren't doing under Golly Gunnar Solskjaer. So the fact that we have tightened up a bit at the back, there's still issues. I mean, we were relying on David De Gea. But if Manchester United can keep clean sheets like they have done today, they're always in a chance of winning games one And that's fine in the Christmas period. Just get the three points. But, I mean, the comment here is taking, you know, taking the words right out of my mouth. We carried too many passengers today. We've said this before under Oli that when four, five, six players don't perform, you can't do that on a daily basis or a weekly basis if you want to win titles and be there right at the top with the Cities and the Chelsea's and Liverpool's. But also, I will say, you know, as a little caveat, City needed a penalty to win today. Liverpool, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Liverpool obviously won one nil. We saw with uh, Chelsea they needed a penalty to win. So Manchester United argue a little bit of luck as well and winning games like they have done today. They are, but that might be a little bit of what aboutery, you know. Like I'm, I'm, I must admit, I don't really care about any other football clubs. Let's let's like look at United, and I think today was not expected in terms of how poor the display was. But I did kind of warn this last week. I did say we're going to see some of this because it's so tough to make training ground technique stuff that you perfect away from the cameras, away from the lights, getting everyone doing the right thing in the right shape. And then replicating it on match day, it's a tough thing to do. Because otherwise, everyone would just do it every week, wouldn't you? You know, you would have no ups and downs in terms of your form. I think with United, I think when you kind of look at it today, and I, obviously, you know, I've used that analogy before about when you're carrying players. It wasn't necessarily about carrying players today or whether it was about whether you've got good enough players. Because Manchester United have got good enough players. It's about responsibility, so about players taking responsibility and doing their jobs. Now, I've already seen a few in the comments there, and, and people will believe this and they'll feel this. But yeah, McTominay and Fred were not particularly effective with the ball on the deck today. If you don't have McTominay and Fred in today's game, where the ball's going high and, and it's going into combative areas and you're having to physically fight, you lose this football match. Yeah, so Scott McTominay got booked, Fred got booked. Yeah, but they fought in areas of the pitch that they had to fight. Bruno Fernandes was a joke today. But Bruno Fernandes has been a joke for a little while. You saw that Jadon Sancho really, really found it hard to gel with those players around him because they're so fractured up top. You could see the way that Marcus and and Ronaldo were playing. From back to front, there were issues at United and there are issues that have been there before. But It's not about quality. They're all international footballers, Haydar. So this is what Ranić needs to work out now over time because as much as people were high after the Palace game, more, I think, in the sense that they saw some pressing, you know, we were all a little bit like that when we like, hooray, we've seen some pressing. We feel really good. Today, we saw no pressing because United just basically busted a gut on it. They were just like, we, we can't do it. So Norwich out, outworked them. 
And if you don't have your two worker bees in the middle, which are McTominay and Fred, you lose this game. You really do. United from the front to the back were getting done by four passes, like in the Villarreal game a few months ago, a few weeks ago. And it was shocking then. And it was just a shocking now. And I think you could see Ranić on the sideline kind of going, hmm, this is interesting. I need to see this. I need to see the bad stuff so I can work out what I do with the good stuff. So United have got top players. I'm not convinced all of this lot are going to survive if United are to be a pressing team for the rest of this season. And I'm talking about the biggest players in the team. Bruno Fernandes, Cristiano Ronaldo, Marcus Rashford. To an extent, Jadon Sancho, he needs to do more. And I think we saw today the fullbacks played well against Palace. And today I don't think they did play particularly well. They were they were penned back. They couldn't get out. They couldn't press. They couldn't get high up the pitch. And that affected United's shape. So a, a bad display from United. But you win 1-0, three points, go home, accept it. So I think that that's what really what Ranić will say. I think he'll admit it was a bad display. But at the same time, this job is all about winning points. And if you win points, you get your three points, you go home, job done. I'm going to put a um, a great point up here, Rob. And we will talk about each each section of the pitch, uh, each zone in more detail. But look, McTominay and Fred were great today. And Ranić said, so obviously we haven't had a chance to look at Ranić's uh, comments. So guys, if you're in the comments, do chuck what Ranić has said. It'd be interesting for us to, to read that out as the show goes on. And he said here that, you know, those inside 10 positions, we're talking about Bruno and Sancho were mm-hmm. the problem today. Bruno lost the ball 17 times. I mean, that's not surprising. He always loses a ball and he had a 60% pass accuracy. It, at, hero ball is a problem. We'll talk about Bruno in more detail, Rob, but just seeing that Ranić obviously identified what the issues were. What I will say, though, is that we United aren't going to go from a, a side that didn't press very much to suddenly a full pressing side in right. three weeks. And there's too many no. people thinking, oh, these players are rubbish. They can't do this. Well, one it's week. Take time. One week. Manager bought in one week and a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But the, the other thing I want to add to it as well is that Manchester United are now in the most busiest period of the season where they're having games every two to three days. To go from that style of not pressing to suddenly pressing, these players aren't, in my opinion, aren't in the physical condition to do that. When you have a look at when managers do come in, they have the whole summer, the preseason to do that. I think Ranya could do little bits here. But when we look at what Man United did today, it was, like you said, the first half, hardly pressed. Second half, we're a bit more energetic. I don't think these players can press today and then go and press against Brentford. Brentford's going to be a really difficult game, Rob. They play with great intensity. They're a very difficult side to play against. I think that if Manchester United can eke out these performances and show glimpses of what they can do on the Ranić, I'd be happy to get to Christmas and just be winning games 1-0 and seeing a little bit more of what we want to see from Ralph Ranić. Right. The key is not fitness, and I'll tell you why. And that's because against Crystal Palace, our team ran less than the rest of the season as a cumulative under Ole. So this team can run. It can do the press. The problem is, Haydar, is wanting to do the press. That's the difference. When you get the ball in the middle of the pitch, it's up to you to take responsibility. So when Bruno Fernandes gets the ball at his feet, he has to decide what he does there. Ranić can't tell him what to do. It's Bruno Fernandes telling himself what to do. When Cristiano gets the ball in the box and you want him to leather his right foot right through the ball because he's in and he comes inside, cuts in, takes four touches and tries to curl it in the bottom corner, that's not Ranić's fault. That's Ronaldo's fault. It's the same when Rashford makes mistakes. It's Rashford's fault. So I think when you look at it, and you look at kind of the shape, you look at what happened against Palace, what United did was they worked smart against Crystal Palace. That's what they did. They worked within their limitations, but they did run out of juice eventually. Now, that kind of fitness is not going to come from this group of players. You're going to have to buy that kind of fitness in January and maybe in the summer if you want real runners. But the runners in the team at the moment are the players who are the least popular. 
So McFred, you know, being that without McFred today, as I said, you lose this football match. Without David De Gea, you lose this football match. Uh, Maguire and Lindelof did their best to help you lose this football match. They were both poor and the forwards didn't really do a lot. So I think this is the kind of the conundrum. And I think United can press. It's just that they need to be smart. So, so again, Bruno today did a lot of running. But where? Why are you running in places of the pitch? You don't need to run. You're the 10. You're the number 10. Go and play behind the forwards and create and push higher and be quicker to the ball. Don't run around the centre circle like a nut job, fouling people and then throwing your arms up in the air and go, oh, look, it's me. You know, me, 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 me. Same old rubbish. So I think this is what Ranyit needs to work on. It's up here, Haydar. They need to work up here. It's not the lungs. They're all professional footballers. They're all athletes. They can run. They just need to run smart like they did against Palace. Palace are a really fit team and we matched them and we actually ran less against Palace than we have for the rest of the season. So we could have done that today, but we didn't. What we did was that Norwich worked the game out after 10 minutes and then United panicked and United went, let's go back to the same old, same old. What did they do? Sideway passes, backwards passes, fullbacks going forward and then passing the ball back to De Gea. It's like, what are you doing? That's not what you did against Crystal Palace. Everything was vertical. All the passing was vertical. Today, it was a lot of, well, we'll just keep the ball in these areas. And, oh, no, look, now we've been overloaded and flooded and blah, 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 blah. So this is the problem with United. It's up here. It's, 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 there's a dysfunction in the brain, and they need to work that out. But obviously, that's going to be what Ranić's biggest task is now in the weeks ahead. Look, it's going to take time. What I do want to say as well is that uh, with the fullbacks, Manchester United lost a lot today because both fullbacks struggled. And mm-hmm. something that Ranić did say in his presser before the game, you know, a couple of days before the game, he said that difference between this Norwich side, he, he said he outlined it. They're going to be much more direct than they were under yeah. Daniel Farker. I mean, Dean Smith's done a really good job, Rob. You know, he's obviously lost a bit of job coming and they look a better side already, Norwich. Yeah. But the fullbacks were completely taken out of the game. We didn't have enough... Uh, progression from them. They were not on the, there was no threat in the wide areas. And they just, like you said, they played a couple of passes. They were much more direct. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a concern with this system, Rob, with the 4-2-2-2, is that if Manchester United, it's a narrow system. If Manchester United don't have the width and the attacking threat from those two fullbacks, then it could be a serious problem. And then you look at the back four today. I mean, I thought that, you know, I don't think we were particularly great defensively today. Harry Maguire... Wasn't progressing the ball as much. He's still mm-hmm. looking slow. Lindelof's mm-hmm. looking like the probably the best centre back currently on form at the club. Obviously came off. Bye came on. Bye scares the hell out of me, Robin. Watching play, he's just so. He's just so. Um, I just find him very loose. And just but you know, obviously Manchester United bad is what he is. Just say it out loud. He's bad. He's bad. I just don't that, see what people see with Eric Bailly. He's not a good. He's physical. Though, he's physical. He, he can do certain things. He can get in way of shots and all of these things. But he's not a technical footballer. You just said about uh, Victor Lindorf. I thought Victor Lindorf was really bad today. It's up to those centre backs to dictate what's going on around them. They are the captains of the back line, and they have to say to the fullbacks, "Get on." Get forward, give me the ball, and we'll progress it forward. They weren't doing that today. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on there because Harry Maguire and Lindelof did it really well against Palace, and yet they had the day off, obviously, for the Champions League. They didn't play. They've trained all week, and today they look worse than ever. So these are weird things, aren't they? But this is what happens when a new manager comes in. Expectations fluctuate, and you can find a way sometimes. This is why people say the other day, Oh, that's it. Luke Shaw never plays again. Aaron Wamasaka never plays again. What? You know, these two fullbacks are not good enough, not in a kind of week-to-week basis. So I think today Teller showed that when the when you're on the back foot in a four in the Premier League, 
he's finding it difficult. He can't screen. He can't get behind. He gets caught on the back post. He's small. At least Luke Shaw is a bit more physical, better positioning, and Luke Shaw goes forward. So that's the other side of the coin. So, yeah, today that back four really was a big mess. And it helped Norwich a lot because it, it meant that the midfield in front as well, you just had Fred McTominay basically putting out fires nonstop. That's what they were trying to do. Put the fires out, close the gaps down. But then you had the other two tens, you know, said Sancho and Bruno, and they really weren't helping anything, especially Bruno just running around in areas of the pitch where they're not dangerous, not pressing, not doing anything. Yeah, let's let's talk. I mean, look, Fred McTominay did what Fred, Fred McTominay did. Manchester United, you know, are relying on them. They're not the most sexy names in the team. But I thought that McTominay had a good game today, Rob. You know, I think first half, you know, he made some nice passes. Got Fred as well. Fred's busy. But when you look at what's ahead of them, that was a real issue. And actually, Bruno and Sancho were, were very good, in my opinion. More Sancho than Bruno against Palace. Drifting into the wide channels to create overloads. They were better on the ball. We've already seen Bruno Fernandes lost the ball 17 times. 60% pass accuracy. Bruno is... I don't want to say he's becoming a problem. We're going to talk about a few home truths here, Rob. I think Jaden Sancho, I'm a bit puzzled why he came off instead of you know Marcus Rashford today. I didn't understand that. My only thinking was that... And I said this actually to, to my roommate. I said that the only reason why I feel like uh, Rashford stayed on is because... Randick's trying to play him into some fitness because obviously he's not 100% match fit. He's been playing poorly, but he's not 100% match fit. But I, otherwise, I didn't see the reasoning behind that. Bruno Fernandes has been poor all season. He gives the ball away way too much, Rob. Obviously, he affects games. He creates a lot of chances. But if Manchester United want to become a side who's efficient and who's getting the ball forward quickly, vertical passes, being effective, scoring goals in the Ranick way, Bruno Fernandes really needs to tighten up. And in my opinion, Rob, if Manchester United are picking decide to play against Brentford, you drop him and you play someone like Donny van der Beek or you do something different because if you play poorly, you need to be dropped. It needs to be meritocracy here. And I think, you know, I think Ranić's got the, you know, he's got the guts to do that. But I'm really, I'm really disappointed with Bruno because he's played in the number 10 position under Oli. It wasn't, he wasn't playing well. He's now moved into, you know, sort of a, a 4-2-2-2 in that attacking midfield, like another sort of, uh, you know, in the left channel position not been good enough either. And it's a real concern for me. And it may not look worse as a side without him playing well. Bruno Fernandes is a problem. I'm saying it. He's a problem. Because he's a problem because he is one of your two or three primary players in the whole squad. So if he plays badly, the team probably will play badly. The biggest issue under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer this season, 100% in the 4-2-3-1, is the chemistry between Bruno Fernandes and Cristiano Ronaldo. This is why Man United stopped winning football matches in the way that they could have done. Rather than outgunning opponents, they were losing the ball at the top end of the pitch and in midfield. And that's that classic counter between the 10 and the 9, yeah, of, of making that work. So the ball is constantly going vertical towards it, into the channels, allowing Ronaldo, allowing Rashford to go and do their work. Now, today, Rashford and Ronaldo were both poor. But one of the reasons you could say they were both poor as well is that the balls they were getting from the midfield were poor. So they weren't really getting anything clean. It was all kind of a little bit hot potch here, there and everywhere. So that's where you look at, looking at Bruno Fernandes and the issues is that with Jaden Sancho, we're saying like 4 2 2 We're going to talk about the system here is what do you do? There's nothing wrong with 4 2 2 It's how you play it. You know, in the same way that I used to say all of last season and at the start of this season, there's nothing wrong with 4 2 3 It's not the system that's the problem. It's the players playing the system. Yeah, so the players have got to take responsibility of their roles. So today you can look at Bruno Fernandes and if Bruno had just done his role, 
which was to play the 10, drop off the two strikers, press the ball in the right areas, not get frustrated, put the ball on the deck and play five-yard passes rather than 25-yard passes, everything would have been all right. I'm telling you, we would have won the game comfortably, one, two, three, nil, and we'd have been all right. But he didn't. He didn't do that. As I said, the, the one bit I remember is just before Jaden got pulled and Jaden gets the ball wide left. And I'm looking up and saying, right, where's Bruno? He should be running in the centre with Ronaldo on the far post. And he was behind him at left back. I didn't get that. I was like, what are you I remember doing? that. They were both on. So he was, Jaden was here and, and Fernandez was right And he's behind him. him. He's behind him like the fullback should be, where Teller should be. And, and he's not moving either. He's not moving in to help him. So I think Ranić looks at that and Ranić goes again. Hmm. This is interesting, isn't it? These are my star players. I want them to do this without the other. It's a bit like the Ronaldo thing where we've talked about before when Ranić arrived. Can Ronaldo do the press for 90 minutes? Well, the answer is no. We know that. But he doesn't have to do it for 90 minutes. They have to do it all together in the right time and do it economically. And today they didn't. It was just fractured. It was all over the place. They couldn't press to save their lives. So what did they do? They got nervous. They passed sideways. They go backwards, blah, blah, blah. Same thing that we've just said. So I think that this is where the story of the next few games will be. Because as you said, Brentford are a good team. Brentford do press. They play a high line. And United won't want to do this kind of static sitting back. Now, if Brentford press, you can then counter press. So that's great. That will help United. United will probably look better at Brentford than they do at Norwich. Norwich are bottom of the table and they played like a classic relegation team. They were going to go longer. They were going to be a bit more physical. They were going to go over the top, into channels, to the back post, all of that stuff, set pieces. You got the lot today. And United nearly lost the game because of it, but they won 1-0. You go to Brentford. Brentford will play a high line. Stylistically, that will suit United. United could then counter-attack and do a counter-press. So I think that we might see a better performance against Brentford. But when you see that against Norwich, you do kind of hold your head and just think, mm, there's a lot to do here. There's a lot to work out because even when your best players are not getting it, then what do you do? You can't just, like you just said there, drop Bruno. Well, you drop Bruno, bring in Donny. Does Donny do it better? You know, like Donny played in that European game the other day and was poor. You know, so th there are points here of like, you only change it if you can make it better. Or do you stick with your starters? And that's why you stick probably with Marcus. That's why you stick with Jaden. That's why you stick with, with Bruno. That's why you stick with Cristiano. But then there's other things to kind of look at. You kind of think to yourself, well, if the performance value is only that against Norwich, the bottom, the team at the bottom of the table, it has to be much higher against better teams. There's a nice little stat here, Rob, that I've just seen. Um, and it basically says that Ralph Ranić is only the second Manchester United manager to register a clean sheet in his first two league games in charge of the club after Ernest Magnell in 1903. So, you know, the eye test... I hate stats like that. It's a nice little fun... <laughs> it's a nice little fun stat, you know, to throw around, you know, just just, uh, just a nice little oh, stat. I wish it was look, fun. I wish it was fun. <laughs> it's, so, it's so depressing. Like, that performance was depressing. But yeah, we've also got to be realistic. Went. We've also got to be realistic that that's how it might go for a bit. This is the thing, like you're you're teaching old dogs new tricks. Yeah, so this is difficult. It's really hard to get players to do certain things that they're not used to doing. Now, I'm 100% convinced that it's not a fitness issue. It's teaching. You have to teach these guys what you want in every position, all the nuance, blah, 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 like we've said before. And we will get there eventually. But fans might have to be patient because that was as bad as anything we saw under Ole. Yeah, and if Ole had been the manager today, Ole would have got it in the neck, yeah? Ole would have been told that he was the worst manager on earth, the worst coaching ever, blah, blah, blah. We've got Ranić now. He's a great coach, and it was still bad. 
So you've got to kind of look at the players a little bit more. And I really do lay it at the feet of the senior players. I think I always think in these situations that I want my best players to rise above. I want Bruno to go, do you know what? I'm going to work this out and just be be me again. I want Cristiano to get one touch in the box and put it in the top corner and not take six touches. So these are the things that I expect to see in the weeks ahead, but it might take a little bit of time. Hey, look, context is very important, Rob. And uh, Manchester United haven't had any time really under Ranić. He's just coming to the job. No. You're going to find performances like this. We saw glimpses last match. I think that's a frustrating thing. When you looked at United against Palace, that first 30 minutes was exciting, aggressive. There was no aggression today. Barring McFred, I didn't see aggression. David De Gea very being flat. The, very flat. David De Gea being man of the match against Norwich really says it all, doesn't it, Rob? I mean, he made some fantastic right, saves. Man. And, uh, you know, look, comment here saying, you know, I don't think uh, all the blame should be laid on Bruno. Don't worry, we are going to talk about the forwards. We're talking about Rashford and Ronaldo. They yeah. were really, really poor. That that uh, combination worked nicely, Rob, in terms of off the ball against uh, Palace. I mean, look, we've seen Christmas period is a busy period. There are games thick and fast, but United are going to be sensational in every single game. But Marcus Rashford uh, concerning me a little bit, Rob, because I look at him and I think of a player that burst onto the scene. I haven't seen, you know, he's had a great season last season. He scored a lot of goals and assists. I haven't seen that much improvement in his game, though. He still runs down blind alleys. His his final ball, you know, in terms of his decision-making, hasn't improved a huge amount for me in the last couple of years. He has had injuries, so we'll take that into account. Um, you know, you think that physically he'd be able to play, play sort of the pressing game. I think he can do that, obviously, up here in the, in the head. It hasn't clicked yet. It will take time. But... Um, he was really poor today. Cristiano Ronaldo, poor on the ball, Rob. Obviously, comes up with a goal. It's what Ronaldo does, clutch. But, um, you know, that that forward partnership isn't quite working yet. And when I do look at the other options, I'm going to talk about the other options as well because we've obviously seen Mason Grewitt come on. Mason had a really good game midweek. I think there's definitely scope and there's definitely reasons and for him to start now, maybe instead of Marcus next to Ronaldo. But I also, I'm going to talk about Anthony Martial as well because we've seen the, the reports that he wants to leave the club. I, this is how I genuinely feel about this Manchester United squad. We saw some players that were very poor under Oli. We thought they didn't have a future. I am prepared to give every single player an, an opportunity under Ranić. If Ranić thinks that this player can do a job better than play, another player, I'm happy to see that. I'm just surprised that we might not even see what Martial could do in this system. Would Martial hold up the ball better than Marcus? Yes. Would he press better than Marcus? I didn't see Marcus pressing well today, so there's there's that argument. Is he a better finisher than Marcus? Yes. Is he a better footballer than Marcus? Yes. So I don't understand why we're maybe not seeing someone like Martial get an opportunity. I'm not the biggest Martial fan, by the way. And uh, I wouldn't, you know, be that upset if he left. But I just, after what we saw from Rashford today, I want to see what the other options could do. But the problem is you 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 answered that question two minutes ago. As you said, there's, there's it's just games now. There's no training. So you can only answer those questions in training. So these guys will all train together and Ranyuk will be giving the status updates to these players over the last six months. So he'll kind of know where everyone is in their form. He will also look at the physical reports. I think the thing is with Anthony Martial is that he wants to leave the football club. So that's the first and foremost. He's not saying, let me stick around and fight for my place for six months. He wants to go. And I think it's probably the right thing for him. You know, if I was him, I'd want to go. I think I've, there's been so many full storms at Manchester United for him. That it probably is time to leave the club. Um, I don't agree with some of the the vitriol that he got the other day when his agent spoke out. Again, United fans, bark, bark, bark. You know, let's attack someone because it's a it's it's another day of the week. Uh, so Martial gets it. But I also think... 
the the highlight things that you highlighted there are very binary. So we need to say like, is he a better finisher? Well, is he like his goal tallies doesn't say that. You know, his goal Marcus scored more goals in the last twelve months than he has. So you would say that Marcus is a better finisher. Who's more natural okay, in the position? More, next more to Ronaldo? clinical finisher. Well, you said you talked there about holding up the ball. United are not going to hold up the ball in the system. It's just not something they're going to do. It's about running. It's about it's about closing down and working the channels. So if you play four two two two, the reason you play four two two two, two reasons. One, it's the Red Bull system. Two is for the Ronaldo system. It's, it's a Ronaldo friendly system because Ronaldo needs to work with some up there. If you play 4-3-3, which is the other alternative, and I think we might see United do this. I said this the other night, and we did see it in the Champions League, is that if you play 4-3-3, you can't start Ronaldo. Yeah? World goes mad. Ronaldo gets stuck on the bench, and people say, why are you doing it? If you choose to play 4-3-3 because that's the system that beats the opponent, Cristiano doesn't start. It's as simple as that. He cannot play that system if you if you want to press with the front six. You can't. It just doesn't work. But 4-2-2-2 means you can play Ronaldo and then you need someone to do it with him. At the moment, the best person in terms of physicality is Marcus. So Marcus can do that running into the channels and allow Cristiano to set traps. So they can do that together. But as you highlighted, it didn't happen today. But it didn't happen anywhere on any of the pitch. So I actually think that United were trying to conserve energy in that first half because of what we said about Palace is that they were burnt out at halftime and they ran out of juice and they still won the game. But that was something that Ranjik talked about quite specifically. So I wasn't surprised that United were not maybe hammer and tongs for the first 45 minutes. But when you look at partnerships and you look at Cristiano, yes, Cavani is probably the right partner for Cristiano in terms of the running, but Cavani might be leaving as well. So there you've got a problem here. So do you develop, do you put someone like a 10 next to him? So you could put Bruno up there. Yeah. And then take Bruno out of the midfield equation and say to Bruno, go and be up the top end of the pitch. So you're not doing all that running on the halfway line where you look stupid and you look giving the ball away. Just go and play at the top end with Cristiano and be closer. You could do that. And you could then put Fred further up. And Fred will then go and press. So there are options for Ranić to try. But the issue is that he can't try him on the, on the training pitch. Not much. He can do it for like a day and then they need rest and then they need to travel and then it's a game and then it's day, one training, rest, travel, game. And that's my problem. And Christmas is always like this. So I think we need to kind of, it is a wait and see again. Let's see what happens. I think he'll stick with 4222 because I think that he will want to start Ronaldo. I think he'll want to find a solution to that. But at the moment, Marcus is the front runner. It's just the way he is. You know, when you look at style, there's no way I would put uh, Anthony Martial next to Cristiano Ronaldo in a 4-2-2-2. I might play him in a 4-3-3 up top and play him either wide left or in the middle. I think he could do that comfortably. But I don't think he can play 4-2-2-2 and have to do that press and, and be the first wave that stops that ball going through. I don't think that's Martial's game. Though... You know, as you said, Marcus didn't do that today, neither did Cristiano. I think they've got to find a way to be able to do that press between them um, and not not look so confused. That's what I thought today it looked like. They they did it for five minutes and then they kind of all just checked out mentally. And it was a bit like, hmm, okay, now it's gone back to hero ball, as you described it earlier on. It, it felt like that. It was like, here we go. We've got Ronaldo on our team. We'll just get the ball to Cristiano. He'll score. We'll win 3-0. And that's what this whole United team has been about ever since Cristiano signed for the football club. No, well, that, that's what it became, Rob, when, when the yeah. day that he walked into the club. And that's what Oli, you know, that's what derailed Oli's, I guess, sort of game plan. But it's fine, Rob, it, all, it, can, it can work because Ronaldo, he didn't get fed the ball today. And he wasn't in the right areas. The amount of times 
to see him out on the left. This this frustrates me a little bit. Like you see him out in the left channel and he's trying to beat a man. Obviously, if he's playing one of the two up top, you know, and especially if he's on the left side, he's going to have to go into the channel. He's going to have to go into the wide areas. But I don't know what's happened. I don't know if he's he's almost you know adjusting because he's having to press and he is working hard to be honest rob like he is working, working harder hard. than he was under ollie he is trying when he gets the ball his touch has been so off and i'm just thinking mm. is it taking time for him to adjust and a few players are like that almost like they're i know you said that they have the fitness to do it i i understand that look football players are fit but it's a different type of fitness you know they're mm. asking to they're asking to to press in bursts now right mm. you know and to and to think with your head you know we did not see and i I was I was trying to watch it and think, where's the counter press? You know, they were not shifting out none. to the ball. Mm. There was none of that. And I was trying to no. watch it. And when the ball came around the other side, they were not doing that again. Palace, uh, Palace, Norwich were playing obviously the long balls. They were going over, over behind the, the spaces behind the fullbacks, exploiting that space. But we didn't see any of that. So for me, I know that you're saying obviously, I think these players are fit enough to do it. One, it's the mentality, and number two, it's about you know. It's a different type of it's a different type of fitness. It's short bursts, and I don't think this. I don't think until you go to the summer and then you have a full preseason. This whether Ranić takes a job full time or someone like Pochettino or Ten Hag comes in, I don't think these players are going to be able to do this efficiently like they want to. The, the, look, I, they all do short burst work, so I I kind of know that's a fact. So they, they do that. So, so football is is all a stop start game, isn't it? Like in in theory, so you have to kind of do it in sprints. So football is geared, especially with forwards and fullbacks, that you, you do your work in sprints. You do sprint work. So this team will have been geared all the way from last summer and beyond to be doing sprint work. The issue is then your tactics. So with Ole, with four two three one, it became basically very regressive, didn't it? And it kind of they couldn't they couldn't progress the ball. So the issue was technical. It wasn't really that they couldn't run. We saw against Palace that they ran smart. They did well today. They didn't run smart. They did badly. So I think you have to kind of make these tactics work. You just said about Cristiano. I think the, the issue of Cristiano is not that he's not fit. He's 100% fit. He's a, he's a fit lad. But you can see that on the ball today, because he's tired, his touch is gone. And that's what happens to 36-year-olds. So 36-year-olds, when they're knackered and they've, they're drained, because he can still run. He can still do that 20-yard sprint. But then you have to have recovery. Your body has to deal with the lactic acid. Your legs become heavy. You know, your stomach goes. You feel ill because you're doing it over and over again. But you still need to have a touch. So you saw that today that Bruno ran around like a madman, couldn't control the ball for, for Toffee. Cristiano, when the ball came to him in the box, that, that point, you know, in that first second half when it came to him and it went across his body and he was in the box, Cristiano Ronaldo of the last 15 years just slethers that, mashes it in the bottom corner. Yeah. And what did he do? He, he, he kind of panicked in his head. He stopped it. He cut in. He looked up. He looked, he looked for his left foot. He's trying to curl it in the bottom corner. Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't do that. Oh, he should have hit it. it straight first time. Hit it. But but on the flip side of it is that if you've got 36-year-old being your striker in a pressing system, that's what's going to happen. So this is when you know people will say to me, oh, you hate Ronaldo and all this. I do not hate Ronaldo. What it is, it's about application. Can he do certain things for the team? And I think the thing is he's still the best finisher at the club. Again, I think when we got the penalty with 15 minutes to go and he scores it, I take him straight off. I say, get him off, Van der Beek in the middle, or Luke Shaw would have brought on. I'd have put five at the back and I'd have pressed really high. And Ranić, I think, kind of looked and thought, do we need a second? How are we going to do this? And United, I think, progressively looked worse in that last five or ten minutes. They looked so tired and we were giving fouls away and the ball's coming in the box and there's corners. De Gea's making saves. You're thinking, oh, my God, this is going to all... You know, this is all like people would be saying, terrible management here. 
but we got away with it. We won the game one nil. I just think that that's something that Ranić is going to have to work out on the fly a little bit because it's it probably was the right time to bring the strikers off earlier and make the game a midfield battle because that's really what Norwich were doing. He needed to go and match them up. And McTominay and Fred, again, these two lads running around, putting their bodies on the line and United fans just tend to hate them. Yet these two guys are really kind of putting their necks on the block to try and get you three points. And it was the worker bees today that got Man United three points. It wasn't the heroes. Yeah, agreed. Rob, let's finish on Ralph Raniuk because there was a question on Twitter the other day from one of our listeners asking, you know, what are our thoughts on Ralph Raniuk? Uh, you know, he's been here a short time at the club. I'll be really honest with you. I'm I'm even more surprised. I'm I'm even more impressed by you know sort of the way he's conducted himself, the way he's come in. I like I really liked his comments about Paul Pogba, and you everyone on the show knows that myself and Rob are really big Paul Pogba fans. But I like the fact that you know he's turned around and said, you know, I shouldn't have to try and convince Paul Pogba. They're they're huge, massive. I shouldn't have to try and convince him to stay. If he wants to go, he can go. I like that attitude. I like that mentality because you know I want to see players. You know I want to see players want to be here and commit. I'm not saying that Paul Pogba doesn't want to be here because I think, you know, he's never been on the pitch, in my opinion, and not tried. But I think, you know, maybe it's time to move past and, and to to look over, look to be moving him on. What I will say, though, what I've liked about Ranić is it's quite clear that he has a plan. He knows what he's got to do. He knows how to build a football club. So I really like that about him. It's early days. Manchester United have kept a couple of clean sheets. They won a couple of games. Lots of room for improvement. But I really, really like And he, he's done what I've expected him to do. Come in with the tactics, etc. It's going to take time, though. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised at all of how he's doing it. I'm really not. Because this is what he does. This is who he is. You know, he's a technical coach. He's called the professor for a reason. This is why he has so much acumen in German football and beyond. So I think we're seeing those bits and pieces. I think, like, if you, again, if you take in this game a few weeks ago, you know, I was worried about going to Norwich under Ole. I thought we might lose because I thought Norwich will go long. They'll hurt us. Rob, we, we would have lost. We'd lost this under Ole. <coughs> we might. We might. We, yeah, we might have lost it. You know, hypothetically, we don't know. But yes, I agree with you. I think I was worried. I was worried about all these games. Now I'm a little bit less worried. However, seeing today, and now I'm thinking, mm, not sure. But I think you know. I just see here, obviously, in our comments as well, and just thinking about Ranik himself. You know, one of the things that he's put in, I think it's uh, Soko's put this up in the comments for us. So thank you for doing that. But it's about the intensity of the game, physicality, body language. On this kind of level, you need to be physically present. Yes, that's it. That's our show in a nutshell, in one comment. That's exactly what that's about, is that you can have all the tactics in the world, unless you're willing to execute and sacrifice, it means nothing. And I think we saw today that, and I'm going to pull them out, Bruno, no, didn't do well enough. Jaden is getting there, but didn't do good enough. Rashford looks miles off the pace, but at least he's trying, but didn't do good enough. Cristiano looked 36. He can't help that. He is 36. They're your kind of four primary players that need to go and win you football matches. I think that you could look at the centre-backs and the full-backs and say that their line today wasn't good. If they'd played another 10 yards up, United might have constricted what Norwich could do. And then you're tempting Norwich just to go over the top, and that's okay because your goalkeeper deals with it. But United were not brave enough today. So those comments there from, from Ralph are spot on because this is the mantra. And he's telling us and he's telling the press and he's telling the fans exactly what he'll be telling the players. So that's what you didn't get with Ole. So I think that's the big difference. So Ole was a man manager and looked after the camp by playing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as a role in, in, front, of, in front of the cameras, kind of keeping it, quelling it down. He'd have taken all the flack for today. Ralph Ranick's not going to do that. 
Rough Randy is going to say, that's, I'm telling Rob, you, that's what we need. And that's what, before we went live, that's what I said to you. I was like, oh, I'm interested to see what he says because I want to see him tell the truth. And I, I want to see him tell the players what he thinks through the public. So he, he's not being horrible there. He's being truthful. And I think that's the most important thing in management and in, in, in all of that. After a while, you know, you can build your squad and you can kind of work around it and be soft on some guys and hard on others. I don't agree on all this kind of tough love stuff because I don't think it actually works when you've got, you know, 25 millionaires in your squad. You know, it doesn't always work. You can't tell everyone to do everything all the time, but you have to sell it to them. You have to say, if you do this, you're going to win more games. And players then tend to kind of check in. The issue is, and I'll just end it on this, Ranjit, one of the great quotes he's put out early was about contracts and saying, if you have a player on their first contract, they are hungrier than a player on their last contract. So I like to go with players who are earlier in their careers because you can sell stuff to them more than players who are later in their careers. Unfortunately, Man United's front line, two main strikers, Cavani and Ronaldo, you know, combination age of 127, as I keep saying, they're on their last contracts. That's a problem. So for Ranić, he'll be looking at that. And I think he'll be weighted more towards bringing Mason through more, bringing Jaden through more, playing Marcus more. And I think that's what we need to find. We need to find a way now to make sure that those three players, maybe in a 4-3-3, or if you play a 4-2-2-2, that those players are the omnipresent players, you know, another Ranić word. They're the ones doing the work in those positions. Because I think they're the ones that will take United further on in their development in a quicker, more bold fashion than a 36-year-old and a 34-year-old. Well, this, Rob, I've got up on the screen, this is when I did the podcast with um, Karen Tejwani. He wrote the book, Wings of Change, on Ralph Ranić. This is a little excerpt, not from his book, but this is actually how Ranić chooses, why he chooses players of 20, you know, 20... Under 23, sorry, mm-hmm. um, as signings. And the reasons are, as Rob said, you know, r- younger players have less injury history, faster recovery process, technical tactical differences. They have a greater will to acquire and implement tactical concepts. Motivational differences, as you just said, Rob, young players want to get better. Older players want to defend their position and get back to their previous best. Cognitive differences, the attention filter of young players is much wider than that of older players. Social yeah. differences, you know, the influence of external parties. You just said this, that could be fellow players, parents, agents, coaches, younger <coughs> players, better understanding and aid and improving the social intelligence. And then obviously this will make the Glazers rub their hands and get very excited because it's high potential for market value enhancement. Mm-hmm. So when you look at all of that, you know, it all makes, it all makes absolute sense. You know, I've got some very good young players here. I mean, sort of my final say on this is Manchester United, we're not keeping clean sheets. And this is actually what Ranjik said. Thank you, Asoka, for providing us with all these quotes. It's been very, very helpful as we haven't had a chance to uh, have a look at his presser. But, um, you know, Ranjik saying we've conceded the highest amount of goals in the top 10. Now we have two clean sheets, which is good, but we still need to improve on that away, especially against physical teams. Um, so, look, that's very positive for me, Rob, because United are not clean, keeping clean sheets. They're atrocious at the back. We're not, I don't think we're suddenly so much better and much more solid, but we are keeping clean sheets. Today was down to David De Gea, but against Palace, we gave them nothing. Young boys, again, there was a mistake by Van der Beek, give, you know, sort of giving the ball away. But, you know, these things all happen when you're trying to learn a new system and and uh, new style. But that's a positive for me. That's something to build upon. Manchester United have, win, have won, you know, they're winning games, clean yeah. sheets. They've got to be better. But the biggest thing is the intensity and aggression, which we didn't see today, which I hope we'll see. But I do, I really do feel like it is about conserving energy in this absolutely crazy Christmas period, as we know. It's just going to be games after games after games. Then we've got a little bit of a break. But if Manchester United can just win their games, show a bit more solidity, 
and the players executing their roles. Execution is so important, Rob. Yeah. This this Manchester United squad, often, you know, even on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, not this season, the season before, you know, last season where Man United played some good stuff under Ole. One of the biggest problems was wasn't the tactics. This is not this season, the season before. It was actually the execution. And Manchester United would do the right things, but in that final ball, that precision wasn't there. So that's what I want to see a little bit more of. And, and players understand their roles. And if a player's playing poorly, like Bruno, like Rashford did, I know the reasons why they start, but they've got to be dropped. And I don't think Ranick's uh, you know, a wallflower. I think he will drop these players. We've seen what he said in his presses, and I believe him. I really, I really like how it's really refreshing how truthful and honest he is. I like that. I'd much rather that than sugar goat again. These lads are fantastic and all this sort of stuff. You know, I, I don't like that. He's not doing a Jose Mourinho, but he's a nice, you know, middle middle balance between what Mourinho did and what Oli did in his presses. You pick players to win games. That's what you do every week. Every manager who picks players, picks a team, picks it to win. That's what they do. They don't pick it to to fluff people's egos or any of that stuff. They really don't. Even Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So Ole backed those players that were his kind of uh, more trusted choices and he lived and died by it and he got sacked. I think that Ranić will do it on tactics, but I do also think that he might well have been given a mandate by the owners to say that you have to play Ronaldo in there. So let's see what happens there because will Ranić consider can consistently do that with the main players. I'm talking about Bruno Fernandes as well here and not drop them in terms of having to play certain amount of plays a certain amount of games. So we don't know that, you see. We know how the owners work at Manchester United, but we don't know what Ranić will 100% do. I'm the same as you. I'm impressed with with how he's kind of set his stall out. And as I said, I think he'll just make he'll just make his press conferences and the communication that he gives about football, and that's what it should be. It should just be about football. It shouldn't be about anything else. And just to kind of end, you know, we always say like in the boxing game that styles make fights. Yeah, and that's really the same for football. Is that Crystal Palace, stylistically, playing good football 4 3 3 through the middle, were perfect for Man United's first game under Ranić. Then you saw a Champions League game, which was a little bit hodgepodge, but was okay. You know, you 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 draw the match, it's not the worst thing in the world. You change every player, it's cool, you can get away with that. But then you go to Norwich with the team that beat Palace and it looks more convincing in the press, and it doesn't work, but you still win. This is the conundrum. This is what the manager is now going to have to solve. How does he eke out better performances little by little by little by little so United look like a top four contender rather than today where we did look like a bottom half team? I really think we did. And then you have to say to yourself, if the issue is Ronaldo, do you drop him? If the issue is Bruno, do you drop him? Because I even think most Man United fans would feel weird if they saw that. I think if they saw Bruno drop tomorrow, because they love Donny, they'll be all right with it. But say you dropped him for Fred. Say you move Fred up the pitch, people will be going mad. You know, I don't think Ranić cares about that, but the truth is people will be going mad. If you dropped Ronaldo for the next game but didn't drop Marcus, people will be going mad. So all of these things are political, but I don't think Ranić cares about any of that. I really don't. I think he just cares about winning games. Clean sheets, scoring more goals than the opponent, go home with three points. That's literally the job. There's nothing else. Go and do those things and you'll be all right. And I feel confident that we've got a guy who has got the tactics for that. But today he was still working stuff out. I don't think he could really change a lot because he set these guys up to go and win the game, but they weren't doing their jobs. Just to one more thing. No one was lazy today. It's not about laziness. It's about engagement. It's about up here going, what is my job and what do I have to do? That's what it's about. 
There might be two or three players on the pitch that have been carrying injuries. And I'd say Marcus Rashford and Jaden were two of those players who might not be at 100%. But the rest of them are fine. Get on with your jobs. Do it. Run. Press. Close it down. You know, show that you really want it. It's not about laziness. It's just about doing your work. And then go home. They got lucky today. 1-0 was a lucky result. But sometimes it's better to be lucky than it is to be good. And guys, we're going to wrap up on that. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, make sure you hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button as well. Share this with all your friends. It'll be a lovely Christmas present for them to join us on this Masterclass journey. Give us a follow on at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow on at Hayda underscore Barney. Give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B. And uh, look, guys, Manchester United have won. Clean sheet. Ronaldo penalty. David De Gea saving Manchester United again. I'll take that. We'll see you all next time. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.